Hello and welcome back to another episode of Digs and Distance Football Podcast. This is your host, Elijah Lippert, a.k.a. Franchise. This morning, Noah and Colton will be texting their picks, but myself, Scott Fuller, and Ethan Sindelier will be on. We'll recap last week's picks, go through this week's picks, and hopefully give you some more good content. Thanks, as always, for listening, and enjoy the show. All right, Scott and Ethan, thanks, as always, for coming on. Back with you guys. So, um, like always, we'll recap last week's games, uh, talk about any games we wanted a little bit. And then uh, we'll pick this week's games, of course. So, uh, last week we did Minnesota, um, New Orleans. That game, of course, was in London. Uh, The Vikings were favored by three and a half. The Vikings won 28-25. No, Scott is the only one that got any points for that one because he took the Saints to cover. Everybody else either took Minnesota to cover the three and a half or took the Saints for double. So Scott got one point for that one. Then we had uh, Denver at Las Vegas. Las Vegas was favored by three. Las Vegas won 32-23. Colton, Noah, and myself all took Vegas to cover. Ethan and Scott both went with Denver for double. So Colton, Noah, and myself got a point for that one. Then we had Chicago at the New York Giants. The Giants won 20-12. Colton and Noah both took Chicago for double, so they got that one wrong. And then myself, Ethan, and Scott all took the Giants to cover. So we all got a point there, us three. And then we had Tennessee at Indianapolis. The Colts were favored by three and a half. Tennessee won 24 to 17. Colton went with the Titans for double, as did Ethan. So you guys got two points for that. And then Noah, myself, and Scott took the Colts to cover. So we got that on. And then we had the Purdue-Minnesota college football game. Minnesota was favored by 11 and a half. Purdue won 20 to 10, and Noah took Purdue to cover. Everybody else took the Gophers to cover, and we're disappointed. So, anyway, with that said, the updated standings are Colton has 13 now, Noah has 12, I have 11, Ethan has 11, and Scott has 9. Um, And then we'll get into this week's games. We had uh, the Giants and Green Bay. They're playing in London this morning like the Vikings did last week, so we picked that game already. Uh, Colton went with Green Bay to cover. Um, They're favored by eight, by the way. I don't think I said that. And Noah took Green Bay to cover, and myself, Ethan, and Scott all took the Giants to cover. And... Uh, I don't know if there's a final yet. I know when I got here, there was a couple minutes left. And actually, I just looked, and it looks like the Giants are going to pull it off. So, more than likely, unless something crazy happens, uh, us three will get a point for that one. So, uh, moving on, we got uh, Chicago at Minnesota. 
And give me one second, sorry. I just realized I forgot to write the odds on the sheet, but I know I texted them. So, um, sorry about that. And what was it? I think we said what the Vikings were, maybe one of you guys remembers, was it three or three and a half, or what was it? I don't remember. Okay. Let me just pull it up. Then. That was my bad. I thought I was already, um, uh, but I forgot I hadn't actually written it down yet, just in the text. So here we go. I'll have it pulled up here in just a second. Okay, so for the Viking games, oh, yeah, that's right. It was a lot bigger spread. I was thinking of a different week. So the Vikings uh, are actually favored by eight and a half. Um, and I'm just going to confirm that's the same as the odds I sent out in case anything changed. And... Actually, when when I sent it out, we did Vikings by seven and a half. So it's eight and a half now, but because the guys who aren't on texted me their picks, we'll just keep it at seven and a half. And uh, we'll go ahead and start with you, Scott, on this one. Well, I do like the Vikings at home today. I like the Bears, but I think that's a, a game that the Vikings can win. That spread is kind of scary, so I'm going to have to think about that here for a minute. But um, I think Dalvin Cook's going to have a big day today. I think if you can get him going, it opens up Adam Thielen, obviously Jefferson down the field, takes a lot of pressure off the Cousins, who I don't think is a quarterback that can deal well with having to drive the team down the field himself. So um, I have questions about the Vikings defense. I do like the Bears. They should not be in the same league as the Vikings today. That eight and a half, man. I will take the Vikings and just hope they win by 10, and you know, I'll take the Vikings to cover. All right. Sounds good. Um, also, Noah went with the Vikings to cover. Colton took Chicago um, in the upset for double. So, um, anyway, Ethan, what you got? Um, I would say I'm going to take the Vikings as well here. Noon game against a bad team. This is kind of when Kirk Cousins absolutely shines. Um, I don't think that Chicago's um, offense has been really sustainable. I think they need to let Fields throw a little bit more. Um, and for a few of those reasons, I'm just going to take the Vikings to cover. Sounds good. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with most of what you guys said. Eight and a half is a little much, but at the same time, I have said since he got drafted until he's proven otherwise, I don't have that much confidence in Justin Fields. And maybe part of it's the offense. I don't know. I just know the track record of Ohio State quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, I mean, he's talented. I just he's got his struggles for sure. So I'm hoping we can get him in some third and longs, and you know, Penner years back, and also let Zadarius and Hunter go to work. So um, I think there's going to be some chances for sacks, even though Fields can scramble a bit, but. Um, and, yeah, I mean, our defense hasn't really put it together for a full game yet. They have for halves at times where, you know, they might look a lot better in one half than the other, but we haven't seen it for a full game. Um, so I agree on 
with Scott on that a little bit too. The the defense I'm still a bit leery of at times, even though it's early, but I still think these are, like Ethan said, the game's cousin shines in, so I'm also going to take Minnesota to cover in this one. Okay. And next up... We got the Cowboys at the Rams. Um, Rams are favored by five and a half points at home. And I'll go ahead and start on this one. Um, Yeah, I mean, this could potentially be a good game. Dallas is playing fairly well with Cooper Rush, a quarterback. Um, The Rams have been a little streaky this year um, early on. They've look good at times and not look very good at other times. Um, Peace. Yeah, this one's tough for me, actually. I know the Rams are at home, and I know it's five and a half, but that one's, uh, huh. I'm going back and forth on it a little bit. I'm going to take a chance, and I'm going to say it'll be close. Um, I'm actually, I'm not going to take Dallas for a double, but I'm actually going to take Dallas to keep it close. So I'm going to take Dallas at and the plus five and a half, um, and hope they keep it a close game. And then, uh, Ethan, you go next. Um, I'll follow suit there. I think that uh, L.A. is going to have some troubles um, blocking the Dallas front. Um, I I haven't been sold. I don't know if it's a Super Bowl hangover, if they just, um, quite frankly, aren't as good from last year or what the deal is yet, but I haven't been overly impressed with the Rams. And like I said, I think they're really going to struggle with the front seven of Dallas. So I'm going to take Dallas to cover as well. All right, Scott. Yeah, I like a lot of I like a lot of that as well. I do like the Rams' defense, especially the front. Um, but I think Stafford at home, especially um, in a big game like that. I think I think he's less trustworthy in terms of turnovers than than he would be otherwise. Um, and Diggs is playing really well lately over on the other side, so should be a good game. I'm gonna uh, I'm just debating since you guys took the cover whether or not to take the uh, the upset, but I think I'm more comfortable with Dallas covering. I'm not I never go against Cooper Cup for an upset, so I'll take Dallas to cover. All right. And um, I know Noah went with the Rams to cover in that one. And I'm pulling up uh, Colton's here. And he went with the Rams to cover. So, all right. Next up, we got Cincinnati at Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore is favored by three and a half. Noah took Cincinnati to cover, um, so he must expect it to be a close game. And Colton is taking Cincinnati in the upset for double. So we'll let you start this one, Scott. You said it was Baltimore three and a half? Yes. Yeah, I I like this one a lot for the Ravens to cover. I I like Baltimore's secondary a lot. Um, I can't remember their 
their two top corners' names off the top of my head, but with Burroughs, kind of a rocky start. Um, and that the game is in Baltimore. That one seems like a lock to me, so I'll take Baltimore to cover. Yeah, I think uh, even though I like Burrow overall as a quarterback, he has had his struggles early in the year. Um, their O-line has had the issues. Um, I like Baltimore's defense. I also like what Lamar Jackson brings to the table. Um, he's obviously not your typical quarterback, but he uh, brings a lot to the table. So um, I think I think Baltimore is going to cover in this one as well. Ethan? Um, I really like the skill group for Cincinnati. I think it's um, going to start clicking here a little bit more for them. I would take Cincinnati for uh, double. Okay. And last game for this week, we got Las Vegas at Kansas City. Kansas City is favored by seven. Colton is taking Kansas City to cover in that one. Um, Noah's taking Vegas to cover to keep it close. Um, and we'll start with Ethan this time. Say this bad one more time for me, please, Franchise. Kansas City was favored by seven when I sent it out. Um, I think they cover that. They've looked really good this year. Okay. And, yeah, I just walked at still seven, so it hasn't changed at all anyway. But, all right. Scott? Yeah, it's kind of right on the number for me um, at that seven points. Oh, man. It's hard. It's really hard to go against Kansas City, obviously. They've played really well, save one game this year. Um, Vegas coming off a win, I believe, right? Last week was the Broncos game. Yep. Um, it's hard to gauge a team against the Broncos so far this year, obviously. So I'm going to go ahead and say Chiefs cover. If it were seven and a half, I'd go the other way. But I'll, I'll take Kansas City. Yeah, I, I agree with what you said. I think uh... – I mean, even though Vegas definitely had the best game of the season so far last week, especially on offense, it's hard to really gauge against a Denver team that's been struggling this year. Um, and Kansas City, we know, obviously, has a lot of very skilled guys. Um, though I will say Vegas has had a tendency to keep it very close. Uh, it's turned into be a pretty good matchup the last couple of years in particular, um, including when Gruden was the coach. But with Kansas City being at home, I mean, I'd love for Vegas to pull off an upset as my second favorite team, but uh, or keep it close at least. But, yeah, seven's about right in my opinion. So kind of like you guys said, even another half point, I might go the other way. But with that being seven on the dot, I'm going to take Kansas City to cover in this one too. So did either of you watch any of the Giants-Packer game at all this morning? I did not. I don't get the NFL Network, which I didn't know uh, until, until last okay. week when I was trying to watch the Vikings. But no, I, I, caught, I caught the very end of it, so I saw the last Barkley touchdown to take the lead. Nice. Yeah, I'm in Green Bay. I, I, didn't, I saw part of the game before Mass, and it was, you know, I think 20 to three at one point and then 20 to 10 at going into half. And then, uh, yeah, the giants defense obviously picked it up 
because they ended up winning 27 to 22. So, yeah, so they obviously picked it up. I mean, the Giants do have a good squad this year, though. There's a reason I took them to cover. Eight was just a little high for me, and um, it, the Giants, they've been playing well. So I think they... I think they hired the right coach out in New York. Well, for the Giants, I should say, because he's been getting the job done. So, you guys want to talk about any of the games at all last week, or the Gopher Purdue game, or get into any games from last week at all? Um, yeah, that, that Gopher Purdue game. I guess I was. Um, it's one game, but. It's a little bit concerning. That was kind of what I was expecting from the Michigan State game, and then they come back home uh, and, and get surprised like that. So I think it's a well-timed bye week for them. But we were thinking they had a pretty soft schedule going forward in the Big Ten, and, and now the Big Ten West is kind of shuffled around a little bit. You're starting to look at some of those games as more difficult than we thought they were going to be. Yeah, to so. yeah I'd agree with that, depending on – you know, depending on how we do it in the Illinois game. I mean, that's going to be a good test for us. We historically, no matter who the coach has been, don't beat Brett Bielema teams. And we lost to them last year when they weren't expected to be very good. You know, that and Bowling Green were our two most disappointing losses last year, in my opinion. And we still won 10 games counting the bowl game. I mean, we still had a great season, but um, – you know, I'm hoping we can find a way to beat them on the road. But, and I mean, Illinois did what they wanted against Iowa. They had confidence in their defense. You know, it was a low scoring game, obviously. It was what, 9 6, I believe. And, uh, but they had confidence in their defense. And we know the Iowa's had struggles on offense. So, I mean, I give kudos to them. Bielema's doing a good job in Illinois for sure. Um, I mean, all of a sudden, and, Right now, it's early in conference play, but kind of like you said, Scott, I mean, now the Big Ten West is kind of jumbled. We lost to Purdue, which hurts, but if we beat some of the other teams, we obviously still have a shot at the West. But, um, but yeah, I mean, all of a sudden, you look at Purdue and Illinois and say, uh, you know, depending how we do against Illinois and the Gophers, depending how they do the rest of the year, but... I mean, you got three, four teams you can say early on that legitimately, potentially could have a shot at the Big Ten West. So, um, and I mean, Iowa's got I think two conference losses now after the Illinois game. So, I don't like their chances a lot, but we know they have a good defense. Um, Wisconsin had a better game yesterday, but they've been a disappointment this year. But yeah, there's a. Uh, Nobody's running away with the Big Ten West early on. <laughs> Let's put it that way. And there's a lot of teams with one loss now. So that Illinois game, though, after a disappointing loss, will really tell us a lot about the team, I think. You learn more after a loss than you do after a win about who you are. We also have two weeks to prepare for them. So I am curious to see how they come out of the bye and how they uh, match up with Illinois. So. Ethan, if you're still on, you got anything to add on the Gophers? No, I wasn't able to watch them last week. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I also will say, um, even though, you know, Muhammad Ibrahim, who didn't play that game, he's obviously 
a huge part of the offense, and we couldn't establish a run game last week. Um, I will say also, even though to start the year, I think Tanner Morgan has had some clutch throws when they needed it, um, even though he hasn't been expected to do a lot because the run game's been so good. But, you know, early on, he was at least looking more like his old self from his best year. But that Illinois game, he's or not Illinois, sorry, the last game against Purdue, he threw three picks. Two of them were just bad throws. One should have been a touchdown because it bounced off a receiver's chest in the end zone. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's one of the worst games I've seen from Morgan in his career, in my opinion, um, even though one of the picks wasn't his fault. So I'm hoping he can rebound, too. I'm hoping we get Muhammad back, and uh, we'll see what we can do against Illinois. But All right, you guys got anything else for any games today or from last week? Or I'm looking forward to that Vikings game. I want to see how they can – make Cook more effective to open up the passing game. And yeah. that defense needs to – I mean, Justin Fields is not a traditional threat, but he's also kind of sloppy good enough to to mess with your game plan a little bit. So I'm still not sold on that Vikings defense, but the offense I think also needs to find some kind of balance. I mean, that, I think the worst thing that could have happened to the first quarter of the season is that first game that Jefferson had against the Packers because that – became the recipe for a couple of weeks and it's just not going to work yeah all year the other thing i will say though and colton and i talked about this the one game where or the one week where we did the podcast i think yeah they started forcing stuff in a little bit in some games i also don't think they as successful as it was the green bay game the next couple against uh philadelphia and detroit i just didn't feel like they moved them around as much as they did that first game to get him open. Um, and, yeah, at times it felt forced. But I think with the success they had moving him around against Green Bay, I thought they'd do that more in other games too. But they definitely did it the most against Green Bay. And then last week they moved him around some. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what they do the rest of the year with them. But Thielen has been picking it up more lately. I'm glad they're getting him involved. Yeah. Um I think he's key in that offensive line too when it comes to either running back getting going. Just have to have to do a little bit better. And the offensive line, you know, is what it is, but um they they need to produce to open up the rest of the offense. And the same goes for the secondary when it comes to the defense. I'm still not sold on them. But right. I do think they're they're finding themselves a little bit more than in week two. Right. Brand new coach, so you can't expect it to happen too quickly. But today's a pretty good good test because you should win this game. And if it's close or, you know, if they lose, I think that's that's reckoning time. Yeah. The other thing I will add really quickly on Thielen is that screen pass to Madison on third and 15 that we scored on, Adam Thielen made that play happen because he locked on a block for what seemed like ever to spring that screen pass going to the house. And Darisaw got out there, too, and got just enough of a guy to help, but Adam Thielen really made that play happen. Yeah, he's a he's an asset. So are the couple of tight ends that they can use, not as much as Thielen, but get them involved in the passing game and open things up for Jefferson because if all you have to do is bracket him, um, Cousins, it becomes a lot easier to shut down, I think. So 
But today should be fun. I think it's it's a good win for the Vikings coming up. They should cover, but you never know, you know, with the Vikings. So we'll see. Yeah, they'll be winning this game before you. They play. Uh, I'd have to pull it up to confirm, but I believe, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, then they play Miami. Um, but that's on. Yeah, that's next week, and then we have a bye after the Miami game. Because we chose, we thought the bye was too early after the London game. You always get a choice because of travel, but we chose to turn it down and wait. So after next week is our bye after the Miami game, and then we come off the bye home against Arizona. So no, but that's that's about all. I'll be watching the Vikings and um, I'm trying to figure out how to fix the Broncos, and yeah, and that's about it this, this week. Yeah, I'll keep this short because I uh, want to get back for the game myself, and uh, I'll let you get to your Sunday. But I mean, how I haven't watched a lot of Broncos games other than highlights and stuff. But I mean, so at this point, you think part of it's Nathaniel Hackett and the coaching staff not having great game plans and or play calling? Do you think Russell Wilson's just not playing well? Do you think it's a combination of a bunch of things? Where do you put the blame early on in Denver for the struggles? So um, Russ does look off. He looks different. I think part of that is just him playing a little bit different, and that could be a new situation. That could be his age. That could be his teammates. I don't, I don't know. But I do think they're, they put him in a system that he's not used to. In Seattle, the entire offense was predicated around what he can do, and I would like to see the Broncos do more of that and utilize him as as more of a multifaceted weapon than they have. It seems like they tried to plug him into a more traditional zone run block, zone run scheme, Denver Broncos scheme that we've been running off and on for 30 years, and it's not working. You know, that, that play-action rollout, just it, it certainly didn't work last week. So I think they need to, um, I think they need to look at how they're going to use him for the rest of this year and then going forward. And you combine that with the brand new coaching staff, and there, there were obviously some game management issues from Nathaniel Hackett, who's already on the hot seat after like four weeks, which is pretty amazing. But um, yeah, I think it's all the above. I, I think a lot of it goes on Russell Wilson at the end of the day. I don't think it's entirely his fault. I think he had a very bad game, um, no matter what the scheme last week. But something's yeah, something's off, and I think a lot of it has to do with the scheme that they want to put Russ into versus uh, building a scheme around the quarterback that they want him to be. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, that's it then. We'll uh... – I'll let you get on with your Sunday, and thanks as always for coming on. You got it. Thanks a lot. Yep, you bet. Bye.